Good morning, Jumani SQ. Welcome back on VH Berries. Hi, Victor. Thank you for having me. Good morning. So, uh, for the, the few people who don't remember you, you were the second guest of uh, the podcast. Ah, yes, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, it was in something like May uh, 2019. Yes, it was May of, uh, yeah, last year. So, about almost a year, a year ago. Yes. What, has, what are your memories from uh, this, uh, this first episode? Oh, yes, I remember we talked... You gave me a lot of challenges <laughs> that I was very afraid to do. Um, we talked a, a bit about my goals, what I've been doing. Um, and I also, since that time, I moved to a new place. Um, so that's been very, very good. I still live in New York, but I just moved to a different, um, a little bit more of a private location, which, which I am much happier with than where I was before. So uh, you talked about the challenge that I gave you because last time I said like something like, oh, Jumani, I challenge you to sing in public and I give you uh, one month. Yeah. It took 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that so, was a challenge was to sing in public because I am a singer. I, I'm a singer slash actor. I consider myself an entertainer. Yes. And you gave me the challenge to sing in public. And at the time I was not keen on doing that. Um, but I have since done it 10 months later. So can you share uh, about uh, this experience? Where, where was it? And uh, what, uh, how did you, how did you achieve that? Ah, yes. Okay. So, um, it was, uh, basically through the website at backstage.com. It's a good website for like actors or people wanting to, basically for actors, but you can find other types of gigs, voiceover work and singing gigs like that. So, I was just looking through backstage.com and I found um, a posting for something called On The Spot. Um, and it's really cool. They do a weekly improv show, almost like an improv musical. So they have actors who are don't know which songs are going to be performed next. And then they have to act out a scene based on the song that was done before. But it has to be like continuous. So it can't be if the scene before was on a boat, the next scene can't be like on Mars. It has to be a continuous story. Um, and so I saw the posting and I was like, well, oh, this seems like it'd be really a lot of fun. Um, I gave my video or, you know, just gave them a little information and then we're taking a bunch of singers and luckily our, both of our schedules kind of matched up for one of the days. Um, yeah. And so I went, it was in, in the city, like, uh, uh, Manhattan went, we had a rehearsal period the week before. And then on the Monday after was the, was the show. And each singer was able to do two songs. And it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed myself. And one of my friends was able to come too. So in the same time, you also moved. So from New York to New York. So you are at, at uh, in Brooklyn. Can you, can you tell us uh, how, how did, did all this happen? Yes. So I will basically give a little bit of the story because it is kind of private, but I was living in a location that I was not very happy with. I had lived there for a good amount of time, um, basically since I had moved back to the city. So I left New York in May of 2017, and then I moved back in November of that same year, November 2017, and I'd lived in this same location up until about December 2019. Um, but towards the last time that we talked, May 2019, I had already been ready to move. I just was over the amount of people and it just wasn't really the place that I wanted to be anymore. 
So luckily, before the new decade, I was able to find a new apartment, just one other roommate. Um, and it's been it's been really nice. I like the location. I like where I'm at. I like my apartment a lot, which is really good, especially now with us being in self-isolation. I feel very fortunate that I'm in a place that I actually enjoy being in. I could not imagine being self-isolated where I was before. So this is much better for me and my mental health. <laughs> So that's very interesting because you talked about uh, you used the word a new decade new decade. Yes. What what today are your new goals? Ah, so I've really been trying to do more acting, more entertainment type of things because I do consider the fact of me being here in New York City, I considered a huge opportunity and I just I always knew that if I were five years from now, if I were in my 30s, and I were, let's say, living somewhere else or teaching English abroad, I would have always had the feeling of like, of regret of not trying while I was here, especially in New York. It just feels like I'm here where there's so many opportunities. I need to take advantage of them. So I've really just been trying to to act, to get experience um, however I can. So I was actually before this period of self-isolation that we were, that we are in, I was actually in rehearsal for two shows, which was a lot to juggle. Um, but I realized that that's kind of the life of, you know, people who are doing this for a living. They're, they're acting, they're singing, they're doing whatever they need to do to get experience um, and to make it happen. So for me now, it's just trying to act, trying to, to do as much as possible whenever I can. So we will talk about your uh, all your act acting like gasp uh, like after but uh for now uh you are working you still work in a restaurant to to live to have income This is true yes Actually for me personally I do like being a waiter I've been a teacher I've done a myriad of jobs to be quite honest I've done a lot of things Typically most creative people will tell you that they have a lot of jobs Um, but I really, I personally prefer being a waiter. I made a good amount of money, not like amazing money, but I was able to work less than when I was teaching. Um, I was also able to kind of fix my schedule a little bit better. Let's say that I had an audition that I was interested in going to, and maybe I found out about it, you know, and it was in a week. I was able to change my availability week by week to be able to go to auditions, to be able to, to do different, um, gigs that might have come up. So that's really nice. And personally, for me, I prefer the autonomy of, I don't want to say that I'm selfish, but what's nice about waiting is like you have your section, you have your tables, and of course you can help your, um, your coworkers, but there's really a sense of independence, which I, I really, really liked, really enjoyed. Um, the flexibility, I think, is what's best about working in a restaurant. Flexibility in terms of scheduling, flexibility in terms of kind of like the job itself. So yes, I really, I'm personally happy with being a waiter. But uh, actually, we are in uh, in uh, a very uh, a special context. So you are not working; you are uh, confined in in your apartment. I am. Yes, everybody is right now confined in our apartments. Mm. So um, this situation uh, reminds you uh, the importance of having a, a sort of a contingency uh, plan. Yes, I definitely have learned a lot from this um, 
experience that we're going through right now in terms of being prepared for whatever may come, I don't think anybody would have guessed that something like this, of this magnitude, would happen, but it did, and it's always possible that it can. It's really taught me a lot in terms of having multiple streams of income, in terms of having money saved and food available. You just never know what may happen. It's kind of like a, a wake-up call, if you will. And for this, uh, this situation and this wake-up call, so today, are you going to get paid? <laughs> no, not that I know of. Uh, unless somebody wants to. No, I'm just kidding. No, no not, that I, not that I know of. I'm looking, though, to begin teaching English online again. Um, oh, yes. okay. So, uh, like in the, like, like exactly like the, the type of call that we are doing right now. Yes, yeah, something like this. There are multiple um, English teaching websites, uh, but I'm imagining probably a lot of people are, are applying now because of what's happening, not just in the States, but kind of around the world. That's kind of why, to be quite honest, I feel fortunate that I do have a skill that I can use outside of my regular job. Not to be selfish, but the CELTA experience took a lot of work. I mean, it was a month of constant studying, constant learning, but it's really paid off. So I'm, I, I don't know. I feel fortunate that I, that I have that and that I have something to fall back on. So you, you will be able to use your diploma. Yes, I will. Technically, I do use it every day, just not necessarily in a work setting. <laughs> oh, uh, what do you mean? I think college, it, it goes beyond just the degree, especially when you think about young people being able to live for four years around young people um, without as much world or adult intervention. For me, especially coming from the background that I did, which was very sheltered, I will say it was really an important experience for me to begin to craft the person that I am, you know, the things that are important to me personally, me specifically, and learning how to be my own person. I think college in that way is I, incredible, to be quite honest. So I, I think I use my college experience every day of my life. Maybe not the academic side as much, but definitely everything outside of that. Mm, great. So let's move on to uh, a, a play called uh, Gasp. Sure. So this is a... Is it your biggest project uh, as far as today? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say. Yeah. So what is the story about? Because I saw some picture on Instagram, but honestly, Adjumani, I don't know what, what is it talking about. No worries. I can tell you. So um, this was another project that I found out about on Backstage. Um, the director, she was doing her MFA thesis at Columbia University. And so a lot of times for the thesis is they need like actors, you know, a whole bunch of stuff to put on a production. Um, and they're graded based on the, the final product. So for her thesis, she decided to do like an original work, which is, that's pretty, um, it's a big project. So it's, it's really brave to do something like that. Typically people might do a play that they've always been interested in, but she decided to do an original work. And basically, Gas, the work itself was about 
families that are trying to gain some type of um, therapy or healing through writing horror stories. So they come to like a weekend um, retreat, different families. You know, we had a, a mother, or I'm sorry, not a mother, a father and two daughters. I played the character of Ace and I had my sister, Gina. We were trying to work through our relationship. There was a teacher trying to work through his anger issues. But while the classroom or the therapy sessions are happening, there's also an underlying layer of another time. And we find out some things about the campus and about the other time throughout the play. And what is your, your pickup line? My pickup line? Let me think. Your, your, the first sentence that you <laughs> pronounce uh, on, on stage. Let me think. What is... Oh, I think the first thing I say is... Um, I thought it was I thought it was optional. We're talking about an online forum. Uh Karen, she plays the therapist, the teacher, and she says, um, thank you so much for completing the online forum. This will help me to learn more about your relationships. And then my character Ace, he brought his sister Gina, so he says, um, I thought it was optional. <laughs> and that kind of gives you a little what? bit. What? <laughs> did you <laughs> Did you just say all all the What you said was the, the, the sentence. Yeah, I thought it was optional. That was my first line in the play. <laughs> okay, that's great. Uh -huh. So you, you, you met a lot of people uh, uh, by doing uh, this, um, this, this um, display. Yeah, a lot. So, Jumani, I suppose that uh, GASP uh, re re require a lot of work. Can you talk about all this preparation? Yes, of course. So um, a lot of times what people may not realize is when they see your production, it's kind of like the final product, but there's so much work that goes behind that. I think a lot of people think that maybe learning lines is the hardest part for an actor, but I think, I mean, to be honest, if you read something over and over again, eventually you will retain quite a bit of it. I think what's more difficult is we were rehearsing quite a lot. I think maybe three weeks beforehand, we were rehearsing four to five days a week, six to 11 um, at night. So there's the travel, there's the commute to, there's the commute from, there's also the, the interpersonal relationships that you're building, you know, working with your, your um, co-actors and also working with the director, working with all these different people. So that takes a certain amount of energy as well. Um, learning the play, learning your blocking. Blocking is kind of like the movement, learning your character, finding a way that it works for you. Um, yeah, there was a, quite a lot of work that went into it, but it was really worth it, especially in a moment like now when you're kind of confined. I've had a lot of time to think about what I've done this year and to be able to say, wow, like even though this whole thing has happened, like I helped to put on a show and I was a part of something that was that was really a lot of fun. But yes, it was a lot of work. We started rehearsing towards the end of January and our, our production went up, I think the last date was March 14th. So I want to say mid-February was when the rehearsals kind of started to pick up a little bit more. We would rehearse maybe four to five days a week. I want to say two to three weeks before uh, our premiere dates, which was March... 10th, I want to say, was the first one, but I don't remember entirely. I think we had five production dates, but because of the coronavirus uh, lockdown, we were able to do four, luckily. 